This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Ryan Recker checks in with us to chat about the two Michaels detained in China and Americans' perspective on that issue, if any. We also chat about the Suez Canal, NFTs, and more. And is bald best? We ask Shift heads if they like the bald head and who is the sexiest bald man, Brendan Kelly, our new technical producer. That's his hairstyle, or what lack of hairstyle, or something like that. Anyway, we'll get his insight too and get to know him a little bit. Are You Okay is also on the Shift Daily Podcast. We talk about things going off-roading in cemeteries and, of course, Vikings and Ghosties. Let's say hello to America as America says hello to Canada. Connecting the shift and Ryan Recker from Overnight America via KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. All right, so as we uh, get Ryan Recker on the line here and see what is happening down in the States, I have questions. Looking forward to it. Can we hear him now? Has he got us? Yes, Shane. How are you? Good, Ryan Recker. How are you? Uh-oh. There we are. Yes, I am doing well. I had a good weekend. We have beautiful weather here in St. Louis, and I got really? a lot of yard work done, so I feel accomplished. Spent a lot of time with uh, the kids, so it was a good weekend. How about you? Uh, it was a, it was a quick weekend. It felt like a really quick weekend. This is probably a good time to tell you that um, we are like under sixty mile an hour winter storm winds here at the moment, and it seems a very Canadian thing to share. So I'm just kind of playing into the stereotype of your listeners. Uh, who are like, oh, oh, he's calling from his igloo. Winter storm. So is that, are you getting uh, bombarded with snow, or is it just the temperatures are low with lots of wind? Uh, it's not that cold. Uh, it's not a whole lot. Uh, it's not a whole lot colder than it is with where you are. Um, but it's uh, just yeah, sixty mile an hour winds, blowing snow, rain, um, snowfall warnings everywhere. Yeah, everything. So we'll see how it goes. Ah, well, it's one of those times you're glad you're working from home. I always hated driving late at night whenever there was a storm coming through so one of the beautiful things about being able to hook up from the house is this avoiding it well yeah it's absolutely true although i um i'm a little concerned that we might i don't have backup electricity here in the home show so it's possible we disappear from this whole conversation um anyway hey i had a i had a question for you a news political question that i wanted to ask you and i I didn't give you much information in advance because i did want to sort of get um uh, an organic answer, if you will, about some politics stuff. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I love it. Okay. So Huawei, do you know the company Huawei that makes phones and technology? Ooh, um, yes. I'll tell you okay. that I've only seen it written on paper. I've never heard it said out loud until you said it right there. <laughs> yeah, okay. So and do you know that there are two Canadians uh, that have been kidnapped in China by the Chinese government and are being um, held and um, on basically no charges as spies? Is that in the news? Ooh, no. You know, in fact, I don't think I've seen that reported at all. I, I do know that the technology maker has a complicated history but not like that so you're gonna have to tell this story okay so i this is the cole's notes story of it so i just of course invite everyone to go search this in fact so um 
you know, you get the whole story because it's a giant story. So the story of the five eyes is all of the, the five Western most Intel sharing countries, right? Um, have basically all said, don't use Huawei technology. They're a company, but they're believed to be owned and run by the government. And, uh, which is kind of what happens in communist countries. And, um, so they said, you know, this could, putting this infrastructure in could be really, really bad for backdoor. And so that's sort of been floated around and there's, has not really been a whole lot of proof. There's been a lot of what ifs, but basically every country has said, no way, don't do it except for Canada. And, um, uh, Canada has been, this has been a, an argument here like mad. So then, there was uh, a Huawei VP of technology, something, something that got brought up on an extradition by the U.S. So she was boarding a plane in Vancouver. She has a house in Vancouver. She goes to the airport, goes to get on a flight. The U.S. requested her to be arrested and, and, uh, and extradited to America. And she's like the boss mm. lady. And um, the reason why is the accusation includes selling technology to Iran. So that's this, that's why they say why. Well, she's in jail in Canada now. And since that happened, the Chinese government took two Canadians that uh, were in China and have claimed them to be spies and two years later have taken them to court and not told us what the results of the court case are, didn't let anybody in, all these kinds of things. President Biden has come out and said, you know, got to let go of the two Michaels and uh, and everything else. But I was just curious. It occurred to me this weekend. I was I was like, all of this is going on. And I'm curious even if you or your audience have heard any of it. It's been going on for two years. I would say that, yeah, no, don't know much about that. It it does ring a bell uh, maybe some time ago, but I can't say I know anything about that, nor had that really been on anyone's radar. I do know when it comes to the technology, that became headlines, mostly because um, just in general, we're always concerned about our cybersecurity and what could be put into things coming from that region. In fact, there was a long time when we were looking at any technology coming out of China and saying to ourselves, are they implanting something onto these boards, anything that could be sending over that would give them backdoor access to some of our most secure servers, government level? And people were I mean, extremely concerned in the IT world because of this. And that kind of is the last time I've heard the company's name even brought up about concerns with that. And no, all of this other stuff that you're bringing up, first time I've heard of it. Wow, that's remarkable. And imagine if it was two Americans that had been held in China, brought up on charges, and it would be all over the news here, too. So that's remarkable. I just find that so So is curious. this like the number one story right now in Canada where people are really paying attention to this? I would say it has been. I mean, I wish I could say Canadians were paying more attention to it because I do feel like uh, Canadians have been complacent and, and all of those things in it. But I would say that you know, next to COVID, of course, um, you know, it's probably been the number one story of the last bunch of months. Uh, there's been an awful lot of uh, wow, assertions that yeah. the Canadian government hasn't done much. And well, the, uh, America just had this meeting in Alaska with China, right? It didn't go very well. They kind of argued and that was about it. They're like tapping out, agree to disagree. Have a nice day. Um, and that was believed to be impactful <laughs> in this process. You're too. closer. <laughs> yeah, that was in Alaska, so you're closer to it than us. But I would say the thing that we're all paying attention to is this ship that's blocked, the Suez mm-hmm. Canal. That's like the, one of the top stories that everyone's talking about on social media, not uh, spies or people being detained wow. without a reason or anything like that. That that is uh, uh, So that's become a, a cultural thing where people are just posting meme after meme online, and it's yeah. even in the <laughs> top of our, our news where they're giving really? updates on what's going on in this canal. 
Really? There was yeah. one great conspiracy theory that went around that said, you better start stocking up on toilet paper because all those ships that are waiting to get through the Suez that aren't going to get through, they're all, they're all full of toilet paper. So there's going to be another toilet paper shortage. Yeah, that's what they say. And, you know, they bring these things up to scare people and it works. You know, people buy toilet paper and have it ready if they didn't already have extra toilet paper. But my grandma grew up in the Depression and it changed her mindset about things, possessions, reusing things, different uh, things that you could take and use them in different ways. And for the rest of her life, it didn't matter. Things got better after the Depression that happened in the you know 1920s and 30s in the United States. And then, you know, all the way through till the end of her life, it, it just, uh, you know, she would do things like reuse um, Ziploc bags. She would wash them out and put them on the dryer rack in order well, to reuse them. And it's because of that mindset, you have to reuse everything. Um, I do that all the time. I'm just cheap. This is it. I think for the rest of anyone's life now, it's all about stocking up on things where they're going to be paranoid about toilet paper and making sure they're going to be prepared for the next time a ship gets caught in the canal. Well, the, uh, that, but so true though. My grandmother was the same way. I mean, my grandmother's pantry was filled with canned goods and, you know, that emergency backup supply. And even when COVID first hit and all the grocery things started going a little bit weird, I thought of my grandmother and I was like, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe old grandma Marg had it right. Um, you know, have a few extra things lying around the house. I mean, yeah. it's, it is so different to think of it that way. Yeah. Um, and maybe we just take it for granted by assuming that, oh, we can just go to the grocery store and get whatever we want today. I mean, it's probably, probably uh-huh. worth looking at. That's for sure. But anyway, the boat, they've, they've sort of freed the boat, kind of. Yeah. They've floated the boat, if you will. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about how free this thing needs to be, but it goes to show you how reliant we are on just like one thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the Internet, for example, when there was this time where almost all the Internet went down a few years back and they realized that there was this one plugin that everyone on the Internet relied on. And then they revoked the rights of this plugin without telling anyone. And then it shut the entire Internet down for a couple of days. I don't know if you remember that. That's that's going back mm-hmm. maybe 10 years now. But it was a giant thing where we realized just very quickly how one thing jamming something up could have a international type of um, uh, implications and this ship getting stuck in the canal, which I still don't know how it got stuck. Like how, how does it get turned sideways? I really don't know. Um, well, do you know the, I, I know that your audience is more conservative in language, so I'm going to dance around this. Did you know the story of the GPS drawing that ship did in the ocean before it went in the canal? Uh, yep. So I saw yeah. the pictures of it and people were commenting <laughs> yeah. of the body parts it was um, uh, yeah. using in the GPS. Sure. Which, again, yeah. how do you not notice a ship that size doing something like that? <laughs> well, but th- if anybody's going to get stuck in the canal, I mean, it seems to me to be like that's the pilot or that's the uh, captain who's going to get stuck in the canal. I just I'm assuming he's lost his job. I don't know if he gets a chance to bring it home after that. And that almost sounds like a euphemism or like one of those dirty phrases I don't really know about getting a ship stuck <laughs> in the canal. And, you know, it's almost like fits right in with everything that goes on there. Um, it's almost too perfect. Like it was some sort of Banksy artwork that we don't really know about. Maybe this is a oh, Banksy maybe. stunt. Yeah, maybe it's an <laughs> NFT. There's one. The first photograph yeah. of it stuck from a satellite is going to sell for $10 million as a non-fudgeable <laughs> transaction for a digital image. I mean, that's all it is, is capitalism at its best. 
I oh, think that's, that's ridiculous. Theory. I really don't quite understand <laughs> the value of, of it. You know, people go crazy, you know, millions of dollars to buy the first tweet or whatever these things are. This is I'll tell you what I don't understand about it. It's like buying the rights to something that I don't think you'll ever be able to monetize. I don't understand that. Um, it's 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 one thing to say you own the rights to something that is valuable, but you're saying that you own the rights to something that might not be valuable. That's what I don't understand. Well, there was a time I was in a shopping mall, and uh, there was a, a, a cart there that was selling plots of land on Mars. And so I ended up getting one as a gift. I think it was 20 bucks. And people were buying them up because they're like, well, for 20 bucks, what if it actually is a thing? And so you have, I have a deed to my little plot of land on Mars. So, I mean, if your little space rover is crossing my land, man, I'm sending you a bill. <laughs> You're going to have to post notice first. Uh, of course, there's no authority there. It's like buying a star or a plot on the moon. But, you know, those guys make a ton of money selling something that they have no rights to or would have the rights to. Um, but, yeah, with with those tokens and things, that's a whole different thing. I'm going to have to bring an expert on to try to explain it. Yeah, there's one thing I wanted to ask you real quickly. When you think of St. Mm. Louis, what do you yeah. think of? Like, what's some of the first things that come to mind? Uh, St. Louis, I always think of the blues, of course, being Canada, because we are like super hockey crazy, right? Um, and um, right. you guys had a defenseman, and oh, this is a terrible time to forget his name. He's one of the best skaters that um, um, uh, B, 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 boom. Oh, man. Well, when I think of defenseman, I think Al McKinnis. That's the first one I think of for the blues. Well, that's very, Cal that's very Calgary, too. And the other um, one's Chris Pronger, another very popular yeah, defenseman. Fair enough. I think of your arch. Um, your arch thingy. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's water there. I know that there's okay. a bit of an identity <laughs> crisis. I know there's a bit of an identity crisis between, um, you know, the uh, the 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 Kansas. Is it no? It's the um, oh, let me think. Not Kansas. Mm, what was Kansas I thinking? City. Yeah, the Kansas and the Kansas City thing. I know there's yeah, a little bit okay. of confusion around. Can't figure out yeah. who belongs where for that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's probably where. <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, it's kind of weird. Okay, so you don't think do you crime? You, uh, I'm curious. Does, so crime doesn't come into uh, a factor there? No, for me it doesn't. Does it for you, Ryan? My Ryan's going. Okay, yeah, it so does. This, really, this really. Yeah. Okay. Th yeah, this is why I think this, and because we have, um, there was a show that had St. Louis as the backdrop called Superstore. Basically, it's workers at a Walmart, but they called it a Cloud Nine for the TV show's sake. And, you know, yep. they stock shelves and there's drama between them. And it's a comedy on NBC. I don't yep. know if you've ever seen it before. It's, it's, it's on it was Netflix, pretty popular. It ran for. Yeah, it ran for several years. It just wrapped up this week and they gave the last two episodes. And I don't want to spoil much, but I'm going to do it anyway. So uh, they, they come to the thing where the corporate says that. Yeah, spoiler alert, but it's really not um, that they're deciding if they're going to keep it open or not. So they're going to move to online business the new business model. So some of the stores may be closing down and now they don't know if their store is going to close down. That's what the last couple episodes are about. Well, what happens at the end is that they bring someone in to do like an evaluation of the store from corporate to determine if they're going to keep the building open. Well, what happens is at the end and they're, they're very worried. They want to give a good impression to this person. So their store and their uh, doesn't close down and they can keep their jobs. Well, as it turns out, the time that the inspector was there, they found a duffel bag full of eight severed feet in their store. What? And it's not the first time they found a severed foot inside of their store. 
eight severed feet, duffel bag of feet. And they're worried because they thought if we call the police, this will make it look like a dangerous store. So, you know, let's not call the police on this. And they're trying to find a way to scheme to get rid of this duffel bag full of feet. And I thought, that's such a St. Louis thing. Finding a duffel bag of feet at a store, a department store around the area. I don't know how they came to that conclusion, but I don't know if that would work for any other city but St. Louis. Yeah, see, I would never have that perception of St. Louis. Um, you know, I, yeah, not missing feet. They're not crime either. That's interesting. Wow, we should do that. We'll do a thing where we'll compare cities for crime, and maybe next week. Let's do that. Let's put that on the on the docket. Would be when you think of uh, this, what city in Canada comes up? I'd be curious. I feel I'm sneaking suspicion everything's going to come up with oh, either great. Yeah. Calgary, Vancouver, or Toronto. But I'd be curious. It'll be interesting. Ryan Winnipeg. Wrecker, Winnipeg, cold. That's what everyone ah, else says. Big Shane mosquitoes. Hewitt. <laughs> All right, oh, so yeah. Ryan Wreckers, I can't watch the St. Louis. that I get of a lot of these. Sorry, buddy, we got a big bad delay now <laughs> the on the show. Is, <laughs> the, the delay is long today, which has thrown us off a little bit, so I apologize. <laughs> this is the Shift Podcast. Is bald better? Fellas, you know the low maintenance? The fellas that are, you know, short on top? Ladies, you, you know, you know. You like it? Is it better? Is it better? Do you prove, like what? What's your preference? Do you guys, do you go bald? Do you love it, ladies? What do you think? Is bald? Is bald got that sophisticated thing that you just can't explain? Ooh, get you excited? I, I think it's better. Eight seven seven. Yeah, you do. No <laughs> kidding. So eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Brendan Kelly, technical producer here on the shift, uh, is absolutely a candidate and has a vested interest in all of this. Let's get to the first clip. It's a battle of the bald on Twitter. Between you and me, my hair is thinning a bit. Oh, your highness, I'm sure it's not that noticeable. Bald, 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 bald. All right, all right. Explain where the clip's from, Ryan, because you're so happy. <laughs> That's the SpongeBob movie when the king takes off his his uh, paper bag uh, hat because his king his crown's been stolen and his head's so shiny that it you know blinds everyone. Shiny everybody. Well, battle of the bald. So is bald better? Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. So this is where the story comes from. The Duke of Cambridge has apparently been crowned <laughs> the world's sexiest bald man. But Twitter doesn't seem to agree with him. According to a report from The Sun, Prince William has been called sexy 17.6 million times in various blogs, articles, and web pages. This number is higher than any of his famous brothers in baldness, landing him the title of the world's sexiest bald man. Man, man. Now, clearly, nobody Googled Brendan Kelly. I was going to say, we seem to think that there could be some, uh, maybe some bias here, some uh, sneaky Pete under the table money happening because Brendan Kelly uh, is uh, pretty, pretty smooth on top here. So we have a few questions, Brendan Kelly, Okay. about your baldness. Here's the first one. But it says bald ass. Yes. It doesn't say really bald. Okay. But we consider ourselves a, a, a group of people. Sir, I'm bald. I'm not offended. Well, with all, with all due respect, Officer Burt, you are not bald. Okay. You have chosen to shave your hair. That's a look that you're cultivating to be fashionable. And we don't really consider you part of the bald community with all due respect. 
All right. So are you bald or are you choosing bald life, sir? Well, as I kind of said off the top, um, it's thinning. It's thinning. Off the top. That was yeah. pretty good. Okay. Yeah, you see what oh, I did there. Yeah. Good. No, it's thinning. <laughs> um, so I guess half seas. Uh, it chose me and I chose it. So we should we should explain. So if you let your hair grow, you would have what? Like a seven head? Yeah, like the, the yeah, the, the, uh, my oh, old. Would you get like a peak here? Yeah, my, uh, late Irish father used to call it biting up the sides. That's what he would call it. Uh, <laughs> but, that, that's what I have. Yeah. Mine's doing that too, yeah. slowly. Yeah. It started around 17, right. and that's the first thing he pointed out. He's like, oh, son, it looks like you're biting up the sides. And, yeah. 17. <laughs> yeah, it did. It started with an Irish around. accent, though. Yeah, it's more like uh, biting, okay. biting up the sides. Biting up the sides. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you does that mean you've chosen? I guess it's kind of been pressed upon you, but you're still kind of half-seas, though. You're not actually bald. Yeah, it's not all the way. So I chose to go all the way um, on a whim, and I just decided it looked okay. I was concerned it would look really bad, but, it, you know, now I'm just used to it. I did a shave a lid for a kid once, and uh, my nose gets... My nose is big. My nose gets much bigger with no hair. Just saying. So that ended quickly. <laughs> That's what I worry about because I, I got a long nose, and I worry that this day my luscious locks disappear, which they will. I know they will. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look like Pinocchio 24-7. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, stop telling lies then, young man. <laughs> um, okay, so, so we're halfway there then. Have you ever considered like growing out a mullet in the back, by the way, and just doing like chrome half- and a mullet? Uh, no. Uh, personally, I think the 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 thin sort of lack of hair look um, is not uh, it's not that good. It's not a good look. It's not your uh, jam. Yeah, it's not my jam. It's not a good look on me, definitely. And I just think it's not really a good look in general. All right, Catherine sends in a text message. Says it doesn't matter as long as he has a heart full of character. It's a very Catherine thing to say. She's yeah. very nice. She finds the positive in everything. All right, eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Your calls, your text messages. Is bald better? It seems even Captain K- Picard almost said Kirk. Oops, Captain Picard himself is very proud to be bald. Did, did they hold the baldness against you? I mean, was there a feeling that perhaps in the twenty fourth century, well, which is when this thing is right? Yes, that that, that came up at the very first press conference. Uh, a reporter asked Gene Roddenberry, um, "Look, you know." It doesn't make any sense. You've got a bald actor playing this part. Surely, by the 24th century, they will have found a cure for male pattern baldness. <laughs> and Gene Roddenberry said, no, by the 24th century, no one will care. Oh, good remark. Eh? It was, yeah, it was one of the nicest things that's ever been said about men like me. Well, but, but, but nobody cares. You're fashionable now, aren't you? You're, Ooh. in fact, ahead of fashion. Yeah, and it was nice for a while when I saw all of these shaved heads, but it, it began to irritate me, frankly. You know, when somebody has a magnificent head of hair that, honestly, when I was 19, I would have loved to have had. And they shave it all off, and I feel that somehow they're kind of infringing on my territory a little. <laughs> <laughs> my territory. Yeah, it's the Larry David argument. So it is It's a mark of passion, eh? I um I could listen to him speak all day. I really could. Um, right. Just because so intelligent when he's not stoned on on social media, but um so intelligent and great accent too. So okay, proud to be bald is bald a pride thing, Brendan? Um, 
you know, I'm very highly individualistic. I don't want to be defined by my baldness. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, there's been a few uh, words in these clips that I've sort of taken issue with, like the bald community. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing, to be honest. Um, I've never really, yeah, as I say, I'm highly individualistic. I am proud to be myself, and baldness is just, un- uh, I, don't know, I almost said unfortunately, um, baldness is just a quality <laughs> that I do possess. All right, there you go. Good answer. Brendan Kelly uh, here with his comments about being bald. It's the Shift Podcast. Are you okay? Are you okay with Girl Guide cookies? Oh, oh yeah. They're so good. I I mean, also, I'm not okay with them because I'll eat an entire box of any flavor in an hour. They're, I can't stop. I can't control myself. They're so good. They are so good. Although they did come up with those mint ones. And if you're not careful... You can buy the mint ones and not the chocolate vanilla ones. And I think that's disappointing. You know, the mint why, ones why are good too, good though. Oh, don't mess with a good thing. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. Are you okay with Girl Guide Cookies? A Minnesota man is accused of stealing over $1,200 worth of Girl Scout cookies from a loading dock in Rochester over the weekend. Joel Whitaker was found with 23 cases of cookies stuffed in his back seat and trunk. He tells police he found all that while dumpster diving. Eh. Police also found two stolen license plates, bolt cutters, a used meth pipe, and a small amount of heroin in his car. Whitaker is charged with felony burglary and theft. A used meth pipe. That's usually an indicator (laughs) of uh, there's more going on here. Wait, I'm doing the math of how many cookies that is. Yeah. So um, he said how many? 26? 26 cases? Um, They said it was uh, $1,200 worth. So 14. What is it? 20 bucks per case? He stole about 4,370 Girl Guide cookies or Girl Scout cookies. Now, they were stacked by flavor on pallets. He took a mix of flavors because, you know, different moods. Officers found loose packages of cookies in Whitaker's car and on the loading dock table. Of course, he just can't resist. The cookies were returned to the Girl Scouts, and they donated them to the Salvation Army. So there you go. So which one's your favorite, chocolate or vanilla? I like the vanilla, the double vanilla one, but I also like the mint chocolate chip one because I like mint chocolate chip. It's not the original, man. I know, oh, Chris in Vancouver know. says mint for the win. Boo, Chris. Okay. Yeah, Chris, I got you. I got you. We get it. I know some people criticize and say it tastes like toothpaste. No, it tastes like deliciousness. I'd say chocolate probably all the way. Chocolate and vanilla back to back, one after another. Probably the best way to go for the Girl Guide cookies. Um, Dwayne says Girl Guide cookies. Hell yeah, unless it's the mint ones. Well done, D-Wayne. I knew you are my friend. Uh, thanks, Scott, for the support, too. Um, I'm okay if Chapman's ice cream is smothering them to break the sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's a good Fair combo. Enough. Brendan Kelly, I'm, chocolate, vanilla, or mint? I am fervently anti-mint. 
Um, I, anti-mint. I, I am very strongly anti-mint. I even brush my teeth with cinnamon and like other flavors because <laughs> no. I can't handle mint. It actually, it's, it, I don't know, I find it gross. So I would be halfsies on Girl Guide cookies. I, I would, I like the vanilla ones, but mint, no, can't do it. Okay, fair wow. enough. All right. There we go. 877-399-9898. Before we get to this, are you okay? Let's just begin with out of context. Faced with the prospect of having to rescue the world's angriest man. Where are you, you pair of middle-aged James and I had both decided to rip out our own fingernails. With snow chains fitted, you're supposed to be gentle. But luckily, my colleague doesn't know what that means. Come on! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! All right. Are you okay? Are you okay with off-road driving? Hmm. I, uh... I don't know if I've ever actually been off-roading. I really like off-road vehicles and seeing what they can do and the like the limits a machine can be pushed to in the elements. Uh, but I've never been off-road driving, so I can't I can't say for sure. It's fun to watch though. Hmm. Depends on what you're driving. I would throw that out there. I mean, off-roading is a great hobby. It really does. Um, yeah, it's it, you got to have a good time with it, right? Um, got to have the right vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta be careful though. It's incredibly dangerous. Brendan Kelly, off-road driving. I am. Well, I grew up around a little town called Welland, Ontario. So, no um, way. in Welland. Welland, they love their off-road driving. Um, yeah. so yeah. I was indoctrinated into the culture of off-road driving as a youth. So I wouldn't, I don't know if I really like it, but I'm accustomed to it. I like Welland. I like Font Hill, actually. Oh, they do a lot of off-road driving in Font Hill, too. Yeah, there's no curbs in Font Hill. It's just like the roads and the ditches. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about it. Beautiful. All right. Um, well, it seems even in death, those resting in an Ontario cemetery can't escape obnoxious drivers with obnoxious cars. I didn't write that. A driver from Brampton was charged with disturbing a burial site after taking his, Jeep, his or her Jeep on a very inappropriate trail through a cemetery. The incident Aww. occurred in February of 2021 when the driver of a Jeep decided to take his vehicle on some off-road trails. Unfortunately, those trails service a burial site, and the driver appears to have gotten stuck, oh no, digging a few plots of his own. Due to heavy snow in the area, it's possible that the driver had no idea where they even were, but regardless, the Jeep nearly got stuck right next to a grave. Man. That's uh, but wait. So there's a lot of snow, but wouldn't you hesitate the second you see even one tombstone? You think if I do this, I'm getting haunted. That's a lot of snow to cover up the tombstone. Yeah. Um, there's something about like making tracks and digging holes with your car on a on a grave site that screams horror movie to me. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, that's the plot of a 1980s, like, slasher flick where, you know, he yeah. was resting in pieces, but now he's back from the dead. And then, you yeah. know, yeah. In a Jeep. The whole thing comes. In a Jeep, yeah. That he stole from Billy, who went 4 by 4 in the cemetery. He is um, the that's Jeep That's not creep. Billy. That's Billy's Jeep. Who's driving Billy's Jeep? <laughs> 
right? Like, yeah. I don't know if that guy's name was Billy, by the way. I don't know. That's creepy to me. Everything to do with cemeteries mm-hmm. I find incredibly creepy, but that's just me. All right. Um, since we're on this uh, incredibly weird, make it awkward sort of style of story, are you okay? Are you okay with haunted houses? Ooh, yes. I love spooky stuff. There's this one house at Calgary's Heritage Park where I walked mm. in and I saw a doll that was looking one way and I swear when I look back I saw the doll's head move. Like I and I freaked me out. I I ran out of the house immediately and I love it. It's really creepy. I know there's nothing to it, but it's fun. I, and I love watching ghost hunting shows i know they're stupid but I, I love them so much no i don't i don't think there's nothing to it at all i mean i've got my own tons and tons of ghost stories i mean like i've had experiences with ghosty things many many times over and and i um you know i'm all in i'm i with my experience of it i am all in with the ghosts and the ghost stories gotta tell you they hate to break it to you well this story is also creepy. A Massachusetts woman noticed something strange about the for sale sign outside a home in her neighborhood. On top of the sign with the name of the broker and the contact information was a sign with the words not haunted in big <laughs> red letters. Here's more from CBS. Yeah, that was my first reaction was like, oh, that's definitely haunted. <laughs> the words not haunted certainly makes you question whether there's something paranormal about this four bed, three bath listing west of Boston. Neighbors asked us not to reveal where the house is to protect their privacy. I was surprised and amused. So were the more than 12,000 people who retweeted Margot Bloomstein's photo of the unusual sign. Do you get a haunted vibe from it? No, I mean, this is not a, it's not ever like a kind of a scary area or anything. And no, it was just another house. The not haunted sign has since been taken down and the neighbor across the street believes this was all a prank, but joke or not, this has certainly turned some heads in this neighborhood. I stopped and kind of thought it was a joke, but it made me laugh. I thought that's an unusual sales technique. (laughs) That is an unusual sales technique. (laughs) It could be brilliant. I mean, if you think about it, if I was looking for a house in that area and I saw that listing, I would at least go for an open house. I would have to see it, you know, just to be well, sure. We're talking about it, right? And we were yeah. talking about it right now. So, uh, in the state of Massachusetts, real estate brokers and homeowners are not required to disclose whether their property is spooky. However, there is no ruling on whether or not it's required to disclose to a potential buyer that a house is not haunted either, which is interesting. I mean, if you're moving out of a house, you're getting out of it, um, to be able to do that. I don't know if you can hear the wind, man, but it is howling here. Um, the, uh, yeah, it is. I was, I was renting, um, I was I was renting a house, and my roommate and I, I basically said to him, I said, "Hey, were you up last night?" He's like, "No, I thought you were up last night." I was like, "No, I thought I saw you. I thought I could see you in the hallway, while, you know, looking in, in my room there." He's like, "No, no, but I thought you were in the hallway last night." We used to sleep with our doors open, and we were in college, and we just sleep with the doors open, no big deal, right? And that was the first time we um we spoke about it and then we started talking about all of the crazy things that were happening in that house to a Ooh. point where we went to the landlord and said to her said hey has anybody like died here or anything weird happened and she's like no 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 nothing and we we're like well we're moving out and she's like okay well all i ask is that you pay for the ad in the paper like we were on a one year lease we were there for like 2 months maybe 3 months tops and she bad, did not eh? contest us leaving 
Interesting. Like she it's was funny. like, okay, no problem. The secret history behind the house. I went yeah. to, there's a place in Bronte Creek in Burlington, Ontario, and there's a little house in the national park. And I was walking through the house and I saw this old uh, gramophone and it looked really familiar. And I said to the tour guide, I said, has that been on a TV show like the ghost hunters? And they're like, oh yeah, they were here a few months ago. This whole house is haunted. And that gramophone has had like ghosts screaming through it. And I, I was like 13 years old and I literally ran out of the house, ran out, never went back to really? Bronte Creek ever again. Wow. Yeah. But I would go back now, but I love it because the history of the stories, ooh, it's all creepy. I wonder what happened in 877-399-9898. I mean, love the creepy stories. One more. Are you okay? Are you okay with Vikings? Yeah, Vikings are cool. Absolutely. Cool, crazy stuff. First people to settle, uh, you know, uh, in Newfoundland that weren't indigenous peoples. Uh, they're really badass. Did some crazy things in history. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I love Vikings. I was really disappointed with the Vikings TV show that was on Netflix. Yeah, it's it was okay. like me. It wasn't great. Needed I thought it was going to be good, right? Action. You know? Yeah, yeah to be it, was really, it was really weird. I just thought it could be like more like Outlander or something like that. It wasn't as good. The state of Maine's legislature are considering legalizing a very heavy metal to say goodbye. A bill before the legislature's Health and Human Services Committee would allow certain nonprofits to carry out open air cremations and scatter the ashes on the property. Ryan, what have you done? Here's more from NBC. Lawmakers are considering a bill that would allow a nonprofit called Good Ground Great Beyond to carry out open air cremations and to scatter the ashes on their property. They have a 63 acre forested parcel in the town of Dresden. Currently in America, there are only two places for a funeral pyre. They're both in Colorado. And Maine poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow has written about funeral pyres. This one describing the send off of a dead Norse god named Balder. They laid him in his ship with his horse and harness as on a funeral pyre. Odin placed a ring upon his finger and whispered in his ear. They launched the burning ship. It floated far away over the misty sea till like the sun it seemed sinking beneath the waves. It's a pretty cool way okay. to go. It, it seems like a cool way to go. Well, if you ever wanted to go out like, Dar like G. Darth Vader. That's a typo. Uh, Viking God, or half of the cast of Game of Thrones, you might be Blitu. That's a typo. <laughs> must be the you end got of me. The show. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Typo Donald. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.